Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. Today it's talking football, all football, all the time. Jim, have you forwarded your mailing address to U.S. Bank Stadium for the rest of this week? <laughs> I'm just happy that we are going to be indoors for the rest of the football season because we love covering football, and it's it's definitely something I look forward to. But this time of year, man, when you're outside in a press box, uh, it can be trying, to say the least. Yeah, and of course the temperature won't be an issue indoors, but I also like the space. I mean, people that haven't been up there, you could land a plane in that on that press floor. It's massive, and space is not a concern. You can spread out. You have plenty of room, and it's it makes for a more comfortable. In fact, there's times when I think to myself, "Geez, you know, like I'm kind of it's lulling me a little bit because I don't have to do the things I normally have to do when you have to cram into a high school press box and." But I, I like it. It's it's nice to have that that breather. It's nice to have that 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 space. Yeah, there's no question about that. And you know, you you do have the, the not just the warmth of and, and the uh, out of the weather issue, but you have at your fingertips. You've got video and you've got uh, yeah. statistics that are, are being um, compiled for you. So there's a lot of things that you're normally doing on your own, right? At a, at a press box that are being done for you. It's it's a nice little luxury to have. It is. And there's some great football being played. I mean, we're in the final four across the seven classes. And uh, where, where do you want to jump in? You want to jump in at nine person? Do you want to jump in at six A and work down? What what feels right to you? Well, let's start from the uh, let's start from the nine man and work our way up. Nine person. Nine person. Nine player. <laughs> I, know, I got so. a trivia question for you. What is well? Okay, when you think about football, what what's the first what's the first thing that comes to mind when somebody says the number forty six? The Bears defense from eighty yeah, five. The eighty five defense probably, yeah. The yeah. defense, yeah. Well there's another there's another forty six that rivals it. We have four undefeated teams in nine person football and their records combined add up to forty six and oh. It's it's insane. <laughs> that was on the top of my head. I just I, I, on the tip of my tongue. I was about to say those four teams <laughs> and you beat me to it. I had no idea. I didn't didn't know that we had four teams in nine man. Nine player, excuse me. Yeah, nine player. I said nine person, nine player. Yeah, that's but correct. That is, uh, that's the uh, they're all undefeated. And that's we eliminated a couple more undefeateds last week. So, uh, like, uh, I think it was Nevis that uh, had been racking up points all season long and went and shut down the high-powered Mountain Iron Buell team, the defending state champs, that had won, like, 24 straight games, 12-8. Uh, to eight. So uh, the, the nine-man football is uh, there's a lot of really good teams. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of a, a polarized sport. Either you're very good or you're very bad, one or the other. There's not a whole yeah. lot of really middle-of-the-road middle teams. That's true. Yeah, if you look at the standings, a lot of high 12-0, and 11-0, and, and then there's a lot of 1-8s, 1-8s. and eights, one and eights. There's not a lot of 5-5 five and five respectables. Yeah, it's it's you kind of one or the other. And it, 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 people say, well, that's not really football or whatever. It's football. I mean, it's it still counts. And I think, though, that one, the fair criticism of, of nine-player football is I think if you have the right quarterback and or running back, it it you're it, you're just really ahead of the game. Absolutely, if you have a, if you have an, an upper an elite level uh, skill player, and it doesn't hurt to have some size on the line either. I mean, you you see these teams; these are small schools. Oftentimes, your linemen will be weighing in 180, 190 pound range. If you have a lineman that's tipping the scales at 240 or above, um, something that might actually play post high school, that's going to give your team an advantage. Yeah, and we'll, we'll shout out the teams, Kingsland. Is one of those undefeateds. Otter Tail Central is uh, one of those undefeateds. 
Uh, you mentioned Nevis undefeated. That's who Otter Tail Central will play. Uh, and then finally, the uh, Fertile Beltrami uh, 12-0 team is, is there. They're going to play Kingsland. So I should point out, too, we mentioned that we're forwarding our mail to the U.S. Bank Stadium. These semifinals are going to be played basically all day Thursday, all day Friday, and all day Saturday to get them all in. And so that's where the eyes of the football world will be this weekend. Uh, of the high school football world. You know, it's been hard to take your eyes off what's going on with the Vikings right now. But uh, Fair enough. Of that, this, there is a... Um, this is where the high school football focus is at this time. And it's fun, too, because you get to really see some teams you've been hearing about, but you really don't know a whole lot about them. Yeah, yeah. And sink, so we'll move on to Class 1A. There's only one loss between these final four teams, so they're not quite the dominant you know, performance that nine player put up, but still pretty darn good. Springfield's 11-1. and Monoman Wobbins, 11-0. and um, We'll go to... I always have to look at this, these, these hyphen schools. I want to get them right. So Belgrade, Bruton, El Rosa coming in at 11-0, and 0, and their uh, Miniota is going to be their competition, and their Miniota is 12-0. So, again, four, you know, no doubt, really strong programs. And, and there's a team like Miniota. I hear that name a lot, and they're kind of synonymous with good football in the smaller classes. Yeah, Miniota has been number one all season long, and they've made it through the season uh, unscathed. Um, and so they're back where you expected them to be, but uh, it's not going to be easy. I think they who do they play in that that, that first game? Is it um, BBE? Uh, BBE. BBE. Yeah. And I think BBE came out and and uh, really took care of business in their uh, quarter or the quarterfinal game. So that's not going to be an easy game at all. But a team like Minnesota, they've got the experience, the, the coaching staff. They know how to prepare a team when they come down here. They're not going to be. Um, Awed by the U.S. Bank surroundings, they know what to do. They know how to how to participate. They know how to how to handle it, and that man, means so much when you get to this time of year. That experience really matters. And then over in uh, Class Two A, uh, we talked about teams that that are always there and that know the drill. I would put Caledonia in that category, but Caledonia is not going to be here. They were eliminated, and in shocking fashion, they were beat forty-one nothing by Jackson County Central. Who would have? Ever thought that? I mean, Jackson County Central is one of those schools that is always good in a lot of sports. The wrestling team won the state championship last year um, in Class 1A, and they've been a top-five team in Class 2A all season long. But Caledonia's been a program, despite not making the state tournament for, was it three years in a row, I think, after winning five straight state championships, you, you always feel that Caledonia is one of those teams you've got to get past. And they have been known to brutalize opponents once in a while. They can, they'll hit you, they'll run over you, and they'll, they won't look back. That's a team that deserves all the championships they have. You just don't see Caledonia going down to defeat 41 nothing the, uh, the way that they did to Jackson County Central. Not, not taking anything away from Jackson County Central. It wasn't necessarily that anything Caledonia did wrong. Jackson County Central must have just been far too good for them. Yeah, I think the, the point you're making, that's a surprise lopsided margin, that's all. And, and that, that is fair. And give me give me the other two teams in the in in class. Uh, Jackson County Central will play Barnesville. Barnesville, who's been number one all season long, they run that uh, um, power T offense at Elk River and Lakeville South have made so popular over the past few years, and that's they've uh, used it well to their advantage. So that's a team that will be difficult to beat because they know how to play at this time of year. And the other semifinal in Class Two A is Cannon Falls and Eden Valley Watkins. 
Again, very good teams. Cannon Falls was ranked among the top five earlier in the season. They had a, a midseason loss, and they were kind of struggling to get back into the top ten, but they definitely belonged. And Eden Valley Watkins is a top five team all season long. Um, there's a there's a good football program over there. So these are all very deserving football teams. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah they're either good and or they're playing well. I think they're you know that, I think they actually they're both. It's not a, it's one it's not and or it's it's a both and they're they're playing well and they're and they're talented. You can't get up had both to be here in this at this at this time of year. In three A, we've got Stewartville taking on. I gotta again with the hyphens. I gotta make sure I get this right. Dilworth, Glyden. Glendon, Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. Glendon, okay. Yep. I thought it was Glyden, but Glyden, yeah, Glendon. Okay, Dilworth, Glendon, Felton, DGF. That that's the one matchup, and then the other side of the bracket is Dassel, Cocado, and Annandale. You know the Dilworth and Felton. Um, you kind of got a feel for them. They were the team that was were they undefeated last year in the Class Three A championship game. They had it won. Yes. And then uh, New London Spicer pulled that uh, that hail mary lateral yes. out and uh, won the game. At, in the last second, on the fail, on the last play, and you got to believe that uh, it was a lot of pain for the Dilworth Glendon Felton players after uh, after that to get the chance to get back to the U.S. Bank Stadium is uh, kind of a nice salve, I think, soothing that uh, hurt that will never go away. Um, but they get a tough one against Stewartville, who has been just laying waste to competition all season long for a long time. In Class Three A, it has been Stewartville and Esco. And Esco got eliminated, uh, surprisingly, and in their first uh, uh, in the quarterfinals. Esco with Coy Parrish, the fantastic athlete who has been a, a Gophers commit, who apparently uh, got hurt in the game. Was he injured? He tweeted it out that he did something to I forget what. I could try to find the tweet here, but you feel free to. He was a, he was a ter- terrific athlete, just a fantastic uh, football player. Can make everything. One of those guys that is kind of toying with everybody else when he wants to go the distance he can go the distance when he wants to lay the wood on someone as a defensive back he can do it when he wants to break a tackle he can do it uh he committed to the university of minnesota but people are kind of holding their breath to wonder if that commitment's going to hold because he's been getting a lot of interest from uh, power five schools around the country so we'll have to see what happens with coy parrish he he tweeted out that yeah he tweeted out torn oblique in the first shake my head so I don't know first quarter, first half, but he, he had a torn oblique. So that's uh, that's not good for business. Not not good for uh, for Coy. He's a terrific athlete, and uh, we'll see how that uh, affects the recruiting process down the road. Uh, but uh, the Stewartville is a team that uh, I think is easily the favorite in this group. Dasico Cato is a state champions a couple of years ago. They took care of Minneapolis North in the quarterfinals, and then Annandale has been a team that I, I shouldn't say this, but Seems to get overlooked a little bit, and they've been great. Matt Walter has a terrific program up there. They've been in the state championship game a few times. Annandale has always been very good. That should be an extremely competitive game. Some two teams that are nearby and are pretty familiar with each other, Dassel and Annandale. Uh, but I think this one is Stewartsville's as, as the favorite in this situation. In 4A, we got Byron taking on Ricori, and we've got Hutchinson taking on North Branch. Your thoughts on on. That you have anything that stands out to you? I went and saw Hutchinson last week, and they took care of business pretty well against the Tino Grace. And Hutchinson is what you'd expect. They just have a jackhammer offensive line. They run very well behind them. Defensively, they're sound. They they do a lot of things right. And I know that they are like all these teams, but they are very focused on finishing the job with the championship here uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I've over the years I've been 
uh, believer that Hutchinson is the type of team that just doesn't lose in these games. I mean, they uh, they get to the championship in the semifinals, and they always find a way to win. Stunned me last year that Simley, actually, the defending champions, actually beat Hutchinson in the championship yes. game last year. I was did not anticipate that at all. says an awful lot for how good Simley was. Um, but Hutchinson is ready at this time of year. They have changed quarterbacks since I saw them when they played that beat exactly that same Totino Grace team regular season, and their offense has taken off a little bit. I think they've been a little bit more diverse, getting the ball in the hands of, of, uh, of, of a few more of their playmakers, and that's made a difference. But this is the time of year that Hutchinson is going to be one of those uh, um, uh, pile-driving kind of teams. You're going to play Hutchinson. It's going to be physical. Beating them is difficult. They've got an offensive lineman named Anton Cadlick, who's a, uh, a terrific um Physical offensive lineman, yeah, who, he's who a beast. dominates. He dominates where any any line he's on. So I, I look forward to Hutchinson be, having a good uh, a good state tournament. The team that uh, I'm really um, impressed with is Ricori. They play as yeah. difficult a schedule as any team in the state. They've lost a couple of games during the regular season, but they've won some big games as well. And they've already been able to avenge those two losses to Detroit Lakes and Becker in the playoffs. And Becker was number one, and Ricori beat them. Um, thing I've mentioned is they've got a quarterback on their team named Will Steele, who was a defensive back, has been moved to quarterback this year. If that name sounds familiar to anybody that's a prep bowl fan, he had a brother, Jack Steele, that quarterbacked recorded to the state uh, class 4A championship, I think it was 2019, over Jalen Suggs' SMB team with a last-second touchdown yeah. pass. And, uh, right so, past Suggs' fingertips, yep, as and, I recall. Fugs, Suggs was right there diving for it, and I asked him how he didn't get a – uh, a hand on that ball, and he never answered me. He just looked at me and <laughs> shook his head. <laughs> but uh, that was that was crazy. But if there's a steal on this team, that uh, he's uh, they have a good leader. I mean, yeah. they did Jack. They have Will. He's uh, going to North Dakota State to be a, a defensive back. But until then, uh, Ricori is a team that uh, has shown that they've got it what it takes to win at this time of year. In five A. So St. Thomas Academy, Alexandria, that's going to be great. But I can't think of a more anticipated matchup than Chanhassen Andover on the other in the other semifinal. I think that's a great game. Oh, I can't I can't agree with you more. That Chanhassen has had a couple of big games this year, twice beating Mankato West, who is always everybody's favorite in Class Five A going into the season. And Mankato West is a fantastic team. Chanhassen handled them twice this year, both times at Chanhassen. Um, I think Chanhassen came out and took care of business against. Matamidi last week. It might have been closer than I think people anticipated it being because I think it was a Chan Hassan needed a late touchdown to pull it out. Um, but that happens at this time of year. You know, teams are getting healthy. Other teams may not be so much. You're playing on uh, neutral sites. It's not. A, it's not surprising. But Chan Hassan was able to get past Matamidi, going to what could be the best game of the of the weekend with uh, uh, Chan Hassan and Andover. Andover can put up 40 points a game easy. And they have many times, and of course, Chan Hassan has some spectacular talent. Uh, we've all talked about. We've talked about Maxwell Woods who's so that often. Now? The Chan Hassan running backs. Chan, no, that's a joke. Yeah, who's that? Exactly. <laughs> I know, know who him. that is. And uh, <laughs> they've got a wide receiver named uh, uh, Daxton Bush, who's mm-hmm. been a big guy that's come through every time he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Smith, another guy on that Chan Hassan team. They've got they've got athletes that. Woods is so good that he overshadows some really, really good players. The thing that I like about Chan Hassan in the past two, couple of weeks, their ch- uh, game-winning touchdowns have been scored by Dom, uh, I, want, I hope I get it right, Castagnetto, the, uh, about a 275-pound, 280 defensive lineman who 
comes in in a jumbo package, and when they're down by the goal line, he's getting the ball, and you're not going to stop him. He's going to get three yards every time. It's their version of the tush push. Yeah. We'll call it. They'll call him the dominator, and uh, <laughs> he's he's won it for him two weeks in a row with with late touchdowns. And uh, when you have something like that happen, you know things are going your way. And when you talk about Andover, I mean they they've got. I'd say equal star power. Demario Davenport is a tremendous athlete. I watched him play uh, during the regular season, and everything he touched turned to, to turn to six points. He, he's he's dynamic. Cameron Magali, wide receiver, he's he's going to be on our first team All Metro as a, as a receiver. He's fantastic. Um, you know, you, you just go down the list, and they've got they've got some really great athletes um, on that team. Luke uh, Luke uh, Luke Denicky, the defensive back. He's, he's second second team uh, uh, defense and <clears throat> yeah they they just they're great they're loaded I mean they're the most the highest scoring team in in five A and, and that that says it all right there you know and and don't forget about St Thomas Academy that's a team that has some top line talent and they they always know how to play a physical brand of football they they don't beat themselves and they're going to be back and uh, Alexandria I have to admit I have not a whole lot of uh, real knowledge of how good. Alexandria is, is and what the what the players are like, but they're winning games and they took care of Rogers handily yeah. in the quarterfinals. And Rogers was a team that I thought was a a shoe in to be the semifinals. So don't overlook Alexandria. It's a team playing extremely well. They've won some big games. I think they just got beat or this beat uh, Brainerd, another top five A, a team, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it's a really good class five A uh, final four field. Always, you know, my favorite actually, because when you talk about Alexandria, uh, they're the only ones in this field now, the Final Four. But there's always much more of a state tournament field with five A, which I like that. That six A can't match that, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, but you know, the six A gets the publicity, they get the notice, and uh, we'll have to move on to there right now because who do we have coming up here? We've got four teams: number one, Eden Prairie, undefeated; number. Uh, I want to say number three in the final rankings, Lakeville South, one loss. Number four, Centennial, one loss. And uh, I think Edina finished number six or seven, maybe eight in the state rankings. They've got three losses, but three losses. But don't let those three losses that Edina have fool you. That was earlier in the season against some of the best teams in the state, including a loss to Eden Prairie. That's not the same Edina team that is playing right now that is, is, is rolling up big scores on people. They run, they pass, they play defense. They've got some studs. So... Eden Prairie gets uh, Edina in the first round. That's not going to be a, a walkover for Eden Prairie by any means. Well, we, the cliche is, well, they're a different team now, and everybody is, but Edina, there's another level to that that scouting report because you talked about they changed the philosophy of their offense, and now they are doing things instead of just throwing the ball all around, around the place. They're going to John Warpinski, the running back, and he's kind of taking that team on a, on a nice ride here. I really like Warpinski as a running back. You don't expect a whole lot out of him. But he's fast and explosive. But he's also strong. He can slip through cracks. He gets into the, he gets into holes, and he has a little jump step and can turn uh, a two yard run into a twelve yard run without a problem. He's stronger than people uh, give him uh, expect to, uh, out of him. He's faster than people expect, and he's been putting up huge games at thirty five forty uh, carries a game type of seasons for the past or type of games for the past uh, month and a half. He's definitely a, a factor in what's going to happen in. Uh, the Class 6A semifinals. Again, I said this, Eden Prairie and Edina. And, of course, Eden Prairie with that steamroller offense and that huge offensive line. When they get rolling, it's hard to stop. And they don't bother. They're not going to try to finesse you. They're not going to try to score quickly. Matter of fact, part of Eden Prairie's 
MO is to control the clock, wear down their opponents, and end up in the end zone. And by the time you get the ball back, you've got no time to respond. Mike Grant was in the coach's dinner last week, and he made a, he, he was looking at his statistics that he brought, and he said, I don't know who compiles this, but I, I was actually shocked because I was looking at the defensive players and how they all have these giant tackle numbers, and I'm wondering why don't our guys have numbers like that? And he says, but I see here that we possess the ball 32 minutes a game. So there's not a not, not a big opportunity for huge defensive numbers. And don't forget, that's a high school game. That's yeah. a 48-minute game, not yes. a 60-minute game like you might be used to in college and Correct. pro. So that's two-thirds of a game. Yeah, it's insane. Minutes, so so they're, they're doing really good things. I don't know what it is that that people can't seem to find a way to turn it over on them. They don't, they, but they that they are they don't, and that, that's why they are where they are. And maybe this is finally the Eden Prairie team to get it done because it's been a while actually since an Eden Prairie team has won the six A championship. Yeah, I think it was, I think um, 2017 was it. But uh, people still believe Eden Prairie is always going to be there, and this time they are. I talked to uh, their terrific offensive center Will Sather last night, and he mentioned that. The thing about Eden Prairie is they're, he's running with the same offense with the same kids that he's been playing youth football with, and that's not unusual in high school football, but they practice the same plays over and over and over again. And Grant, even Grant has said that after a victory over Minnetonka this year, he is telling people, he said, this is something that we practice and we practice and we practice some more. We practice without a defense, we practice with a defense, so these kids know exactly what they're doing. It kind of goes back to the old line I used to tell my kids when they'd be studying. You don't work on something or practice something till you get it right. You practice it till you can't get it wrong. Yeah. And that's what Eden Prairie does. They know what they're gonna they can do. They know that they can get four yards a pop anytime. If they get to third and three or fourth and three, they're probably gonna get that first down because they don't have to they don't have a whole lot of expectations out of it. So uh, that, that's why that's what makes Eden Prairie so tough is they execute so well. I think we've executed well today, Jim. Thanks for being here and offering your two cents and uh, and then some. And I think we're setting up nicely for the final four in these football games. And, and hold uh, on a second, are we uh, are we giving Centennial Lakeville South short shrift here? I mean, I've loved Centennial and how they play hard nosed football. And Lakeville South is a team that seems to find a way to get things done. There, I've injected it. Now we can wrap things up. <laughs> Very good. Thanks a lot for being here. We'll be back next week with. Uh, a recap of, on what happened in the semis and setting up the prep bowl final. Thanks, everybody.